uh, goes on vacation and in and out weekends and uh, sure hurts the crowds at church, but we are thankful that you are here today and uh, so glad that you come to be here to worship the Lord. And uh, we want to remember these next couple of weeks. I do thank God for his hand of protection bringing us back home safe. Last weekend, uh, we were out of town, got back uh, late, uh, about the middle of service Sunday night, and uh, we thank God for his protection over us, bringing us home safe, and uh, enjoyed the word of God that we did hear Sunday night from Brother Wakefield, and it was a pleasure to get to meet him and to uh, be able to visit with him and hear about the work that is being done there in Mexico. And then Wednesday night he was here again with us, preached a wonderful message, and uh, we are thankful for what we have had the opportunity to hear. But it's good to be home. It's always good to go off, but it's better to come home. Amen. It don't take me about two days, and I'm ready to get back to the house. And uh, we want to remember all those who are sick and not able to be here today. I talked to Sister Debbie Newell before service and uh, she's not doing well there in Baptist Hospital, so let's remember to pray for her, ask God to give her a miracle in her body. I know God is a miracle worker, and I know he's able, and I know that he will. Amen. Praise God. And uh, I want to remember uh, this week and next week will be youth camp, and uh, so the seniors will be leaving in the morning and uh, be leaving at 7 o'clock in the morning, so be here ready to go uh, before 7 o'clock and uh, be going to Baton Rouge. And uh, then the junior campers will be leaving next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Senior campers will be back Friday. Uh, let's pray that God would give us a great move of the Holy Ghost, and uh, God has already worked one miracle that they did get the electric hooked up for the RV so I don't have to stay in the dorm. So I am grateful for that and uh, thank God for that miracle. And so let's pray that God would keep his hand of protection over all of our campers and uh, fill a bunch of them with the Holy Ghost and encourage them to live for God. So all the senior campers, I need your name on the list after service and uh, you need to fill out the two forms that I, were pat I was passing out Wednesday night there on the welcoming desk this morning. So get them, get them filled out. They need to be turned in uh, by tonight, uh, by this evening services. So remember church tonight, let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a move of the Holy Ghost. I want you to be here early for prayer. I know it doesn't get dark until later, and so we are, uh, we are, kind of geared to uh, just doing everything that we possibly can before service, but service still starts at the same time, so let's be here early for prayer, and uh, the amount of prayer that we put in before service determines the amount of glory that we're going to receive during the service, so it is important to pray. I encourage you to pray every day. If you have a friend, you want to talk to them. Oh, I'm not going to preach about that, but I feel like I could this morning. But anyway, remember all of those announcements. Let's come praying, expecting and believing God to do something great for us. And I know that God's got something good in store for us today. I come to receive something from the Lord. How about you? Amen.
Amen. Praise God. I do appreciate this church very much. Uh, it is uh, made mention of by every minister that comes by here how well this church responds to the Word of God and the preach Word of God, and I do appreciate that very much. And uh, that is a great compliment to you. And it makes a preacher preach better when you preach along with him. And uh, besides that, you'll wear him out and he'll quit quicker. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse number 21. Mark chapter 5, verse number 21. We are so thankful for what God uh, has been doing in the jail services in Hardin County. And uh, Brother Trey has been doing this for quite some time. And uh, some different ones had helped him. Uh, Brother Kurt's been helping him for a little while. And Brother uh, Aaron goes over. And I think some of the younger ones have been at different times. And we do appreciate that. And uh, that is definitely a work that needs to be done. Not everybody wants to do it, but thank God that somebody does. And uh, thankful for God filling those with the Holy Ghost. Did I hear that right? Seven since January. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank God. Amen. I told them one thing about Brother Trey and these men. They hold their audience captive. They can't leave. <laughs> Y'all are free to go at any time, but they... I think that's maybe what we need to do here is get all y'all inside and lock the doors and keep everybody in. Mark chapter 5, verse 21, the scripture says, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Jairus fell at Jesus' feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. You may be seated. <clears throat> we as, as preachers, we look, we are constantly looking and listening and trying to uh, find things that would give us... Um, a little thought to grab hold of to uh, bring to people in need of a miracle from God. Different things catch your attention. Uh, different things kind of stick on your mind. I, I have a problem sometimes that when I, I, I enjoy having my phone uh, for the fact that I'm able to go to my notes and write things down when they come to me. I have tremendous thoughts sometimes that they're fleeing thoughts. And uh, the greatest ones I always seem to forget. 
and you are a witness to that. But uh, anyway, we're looking for things that kind of would stick out. I, I've uh, there's a song that's kind of been out for quite some time now, um, and uh, it's kind of got in my head, and and I, I like the song, and I listen at the song, and I I sing the song. I do real well as long as that guy's singing along with me. When he quits, it sounds pretty rough. And uh, so I always try to get him to sing along with me. So I mash the, the, uh, the uh, player and he, he sings along with me. So it sounds better that way. But there, the title of this song, which I, I would like to bring to you this morning, I'm not going to sing it to you, I'm going to try to preach what I feel like the Lord has given me. And what I would like to preach about this morning is the hurt and the healer. The hurt and the healer. The scripture tells us in Job chapter 14 and verse number 1, which is if anybody, if anyone that has ever been created could could uh, testify to this point, Job surely has a right to do so. And he says it like this, man that is born of woman, a man that is born of a woman. Anybody know the rest of that? Anybody can testify to the rest of that. This is meaning not just male, but mankind. Man that is born of a woman is a few days, just a few days, and full of trouble. Anybody ever had any trouble? I want to come stick a little closer to some of y'all this morning. Anybody in here ever had any trouble? There's a few of you that hadn't. Man, that's shocking. I can't believe that. Don't worry. By this time tomorrow, you'll have some. Now, has anybody ever had any trouble? Thank you. Lord bless you. And that is just, that is a promise. That is, that's in the Bible. It's just going to happen. Trouble is going to come. There's going to be days that things don't go right. I know that's shocking to some of you because you've had three opportunities to raise your hand and still haven't admitted that you've had any trouble, but things just don't go right every day of your life. Some things are just called life. I, uh, I've, I was talking to some of the brothers yesterday. We were out um, getting a little uh, bodily exercise, which profits little, uh, riding our bike. It was hot yesterday, by the way, in case y'all didn't know that. By the time we got through with 53 miles, it was 93 degrees, and uh, it was quite warm. But we were, uh, we were talking, I said, you know, this week, in the last couple of weeks, I've, I've had a very expensive uh, couple of weeks. Things have been breaking, things have been tearing up, some things are not very old that's been tearing up, some things and. Brother John said, yeah, I said, I had heard someone, I think it was his grandpa or somebody said, yeah, the devil's been after me. He's doing all of these things to me. And he said, I told him it's just life. Things just happen. Uh, we were, we were uh, getting ready for 
Tammy's graduation party, and I had to buy two air conditioners. And uh, because one we didn't have in a room, the other wouldn't work. Tried to get it fixed, couldn't fix it, so had to buy a new one. We got up on graduation day, had a lot of people coming over that day. Some of you were there. Thank you for coming. And uh, going to have a big party. Got up, my wife said, guess what? I said, what? The uh, freezer went out. So uh, there we are with the freezer full of stuff. That The freezer is just about a place of no return. You know, when you put it in the freezer, it stays there. And when it gets freezer burnt, you feel better about throwing it away. But uh, all of that stuff there, we had to go and get a freezer and bring it back to the house, change everything out. Uh, the other day we were going, it was Terry's birthday party, and uh, we were going to, to the lake to celebrate her birthday party. A dog runs out in front of the vehicle. Uh, luckily, we was in my wife's vehicle and uh, tore the bumper off of the vehicle. And... Um, so we get to the lake and, and uh, we're going to ride the tube. So we air up the tube. The tube goes flat. It's got a hole in it. And so we, we was having a good time. Come home and note on the washing machine, the washing machine broke and it won't work. It's got clothes in it and it won't finish washing. And... Uh, <laughs> Then, then uh, you know, some things just, everything don't go right all the time. Just some things. Now, has anybody ever had, your washing machine ever quit working? Your wife ever woke up grouchy? Sometimes she lets you sleep? Your husband ever been in a bad mood? Your girlfriend ever been in a bad mood? I know Nathaniel's has. <laughs> so uh, sometimes things just happen because it's life we all have pain anybody ever woke up hurting man by the time I don't see how you people that 70 years old gets around I get up I sit on the edge of the bed and I make sure everything is working good and I try to walk down the stairs and my knees are cracking and popping and I hurt. And I said, my Lord. And they tell me it's not going to get any better. But some days you wake up and your head hurts. Anybody ever had a toothache? Ooh, man, that hurts. That is painful. And uh, so, so sometimes we hurt. We have pain. We have Anybody ever been driving a nail and hit your thumb with a hammer? What did you say? Never mind, don't. <laughs> uh, praise God. You ever been walking and stub your toe? Somebody, it's amazing the way that when you go to bed at night, somebody gets up and puts things in the places where you're going to wake up and start walking. You ever had that to happen? And uh, <laughs> you fall down and you hit your toe and, ah! and you have a good prayer meeting. 
and you wake up the whole house. Who put that there? That wasn't there when I went to sleep. But things just happen. Things don't go right all the time. We have pain. We have hurt. We have agony. I, I read uh, in the scripture, these are, these are small things. These are little things. But when we read in the scripture in Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5 has some amazing things that took place in Mark chapter 5. Anybody know anything that happened in Mark chapter 5? Well, you know one thing that happened, but there were two other major miracles that took place in Mark chapter 5. The first thing that happened in Mark chapter 5 is Jesus came and there was a man that was possessed with the devil. And he had so many devils in him that they called him legion. And so Jesus seen him and he come in contact with Jesus and Jesus cast the devils from him and they went into the swine and they ran into the lake and drowned themselves. Then the second major thing that happened, Jesus left that place and goes somewhere else. And then there is a woman with the issue of blood that comes and she has been sick for 12 years and she had spent all that she had. Well, in the meantime, while Jesus is there ministering, here comes, here comes a man that was a ruler, that was a high-ranking official in the religious world. And he had heard about Jesus. He knew that he was a great man. He knew that he was a great prophet, a great preacher. They didn't know exactly what he was, but they knew that he was able to do some things that they had never seen done before. Now, it is amazing to me that, that this man was a leader, but of a religious group. But when he came... To Jesus. Now Jesus had been run out of their places of worship. Jesus was no longer welcome in their places of worship. And so when, when he was finding himself in a hurting condition, in a painful condition of looking at his daughter that was sick unto death, and he realized that, that my position is not going to fix my problem. My, my problem is bigger than my position. It didn't matter what his friends thought about him any longer. It did not matter what his wife thought. It did not matter who those that he surrounded himself thought about him any longer. But he said, I've heard of a man called Jesus. Now we don't know exactly how far that Jesus was away from Jairus' house. But we know that Jairus left his house. He left his, his problem at his house and he went to find Jesus. And when he found Jesus, he said, my daughter is sick and he besought him saying my daughter lieth at the point of death 
I pray thee, I beg of thee, come and lay thy hand on her. I want you to touch her. I want you to make contact with her. That she may be healed and she shall live. Now when Jesus heard this, Jesus wasn't the type that just always dropped everything and got in a big hurry. We can find that one time they sent a message to him and said, Lazarus is sick and Mary and Martha want you to come and pray for him and heal him. Jesus didn't get in a hurry. He just took his time. Is anybody a witness to that this morning that Jesus just don't always get in a big hurry? Amen. He sometimes, he just takes his time. So Jesus is ministering to people during this time on his way to Jairus' house to pray and to touch his little girl, to fix his hurt, to fix his problem. And while he is on his way, there is another woman that's got hurt in her life. This woman was sick for 12 years. She had spent all that she had. And you know what happened? She only grew worse. But she heard that Jesus was passing by. And she made up in her mind. Now listen and pay close attention to what she did. She said, if I could but touch him. If I could but touch him, I know that I'll be made whole. That that will fix the hurt in my life. Touching Jesus, how many times have we heard the song that is sung so often? Touching Jesus is all that really matters. Touching Jesus, that you know that when you touch him, your life will never be the same again. I wonder this morning, do I have a witness in the house that can testify to the fact that touching Jesus forever changed my life. I'm not who I used to be. I may not be who I want to be. I may not be who I'm going to be. But thank God since I've touched Him, since I've made contact with Him, I'm not the same person that I used to be. Amen. I want to tell you today that when you touch Jesus, it changes everything around. That nothing is the same again because you come in contact with the healer. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. So Jarius is sitting there. Jarius is walking behind Jesus. He's had the conversation. He's told Jesus about the hurt in his life. Amen. And he's, he's anxiously waiting and he's trying, no doubt, to say, hurry up, Jesus. We we got a problem here. We've got hurt here. I've got a daughter that is about to die here, God. Amen. How many has ever had a sick child? 
Amen. I, I'd rather, I, I remember my mama and my daddy saying this, and I, I thought they were just telling a, not telling a lie, but just not really being truthful. When I'd be laying there sick and have fever and my head hurting and, and, uh, and uh, all of these things that say, I, I wished it was me instead of you. And now I look when my children get sick. You don't know what's going on nowadays. You don't know the problem. You don't know when it's got a fever how how bad a problem that it could be. Uh, amen. I know why God gives people children when they're young. Because you don't worry about it. I remember when Tammy was born, she was, I don't know, maybe about a year old. We were preaching a revival in Mississippi and she was a coffin and, and she'd get choked and strangled and, and start turning a different color and, and, uh, we, we just hit her on the back and pray for her and think everything's okay. Finally, the preacher there said, man, said, y'all need to, y'all need to take that baby and find out what's wrong and found out that she had hooping cough and, and, uh, we didn't think it's a big deal. It just, she'll get over it. No problem. But now, when one of them gets sick, I start imagining all these things. And I start thinking about, well, this happened, that happened. They don't need to have fever over this man. They don't need this. And I, you just worry and fret. That's the reason why God gives you kids when you're young. I was thinking about all these classes, changing classes. Everybody needs to be like my wife and myself. We have one in every class. We have all different age groups. You, you name it, we got one that age, that age. We just got them spread out. I said when, when uh, we, we had one graduating and one in first grade. Man, I was laughing at the preacher last year. He got up at the closing of school and he said, I had one graduating and I had one in first grade. And I just laughed and I said, boy, that's spread out, ain't it? My wife said, what are you laughing for? I said, He's got one graduating and one in first grade. Man, that, that's funny. She said, you know, you've got one going to be graduating next year and one going to be in first grade next year. What were we thinking? But anyway, that's the reason why God gives you children when you're young because these things worry you. And I can imagine Jairus saying, come on, Jesus, let's, let's go. And Jesus is stopping and he's... He's glad-handing people and, and he, was, he was a celebrity at that time. Everybody wanted a moment with Jesus. Everybody wanted to get around him. So there he is taking his time and Jairus is saying, I've got a hurt in my life. There's a hurting right here. I wonder how many in this place today has ever had a problem that you went to Jesus with and said, God, you don't understand. I've got to have it right now. I've got to have a miracle right now. Jesus, help me. Jesus, come on the scene. Jesus, do it right now. God, I've got to have an answer right now. And Jesus is taking his time. And he's just walking slowly. And you see him do a miracle for this one on this side. And he stops by over here. And you got cancer. And he goes way over here and heals this one. You've got a marriage that's messed up. And he goes over here and fixes this one. And you've been telling him, come on, Jesus! And Jarius is anxious. And he's, he's nervous. And he's scared. 
What? What's going to happen? Come on, Jesus. We've got to have a miracle. I've got to have this hurt fixed in my life. And Jesus stops. And a woman comes up and touches him. And instead of just walking on, he stops and says, Who touched me? There's a thousand people around you. Jesus. His disciples said, Lord, look at everybody that's surrounding you. And you ask the question, who touched me? But Jesus realized that virtue had went. Somebody had faith. Somebody was no longer just touching him. But somebody had faith to believe that God is able to do exceedingly and above anything that I can think or anything that I can speak. Amen. I want to tell somebody in the house this morning that God is still in the miracle working business. Amen. God didn't bring you to this point in your life to say I'm done. I'm through. It's over. I'm not going any further. But I come to remind somebody today that the healer is in the house hallelujah hallelujah Jairus sees a familiar face coming up the road I can remember a few years ago my wife and myself and a couple of children that we had at that present time we were in San Antonio at SeaWorld. And uh, we were on vacation. We were having a good time. And uh, we were getting ready to leave. And I looked as we were about to walk out the gate. And I seen a familiar face. A face that... I could recognize anywhere because on top of that face is a bald head. And uh, I knew that that face should not be there. And I turned to my wife. I said, I wonder what's going on. And I walked up and, and uh, he said, I need to talk to you. And uh, he took me outside and he told me the news that my daddy had died that day, this is before we all had cell phones, had died that day about 11 o'clock. And so immediately when I seen him come in there, I knew that something was wrong. Jarius looks up the street, and here comes a familiar face. The face is not smiling. The face does not bear any expression of good news in Jairus' heart. Now just put yourself in his place. Here he is, maybe four hours ago, he comes to get Jesus, the healer, to fix the hurt in his life. And Jesus is taking his good old time. He's not in any hurry. He's not in any rush. And Jarius is anxious, and here comes the news. And the news is, thy daughter 
is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? His heart pounding out of his chest. The grief that is there. The sorrow, the agony. I am so close. I've got the healer. I'm so close. If only he wouldn't have stopped so many times. You ever had something to happen and then you go back and rehearse that and say if this and this and that and this, if this. And he's saying if, if he wouldn't have stopped to shake hands with that group, if he wouldn't have stopped to heal that one, my daughter, my hurt would have been fixed. And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Do what? Be not afraid, only believe. And I can see Jesus walked over. Oh, let me hold that little baby. Oh, let me. Ain't he so cute? Oh, what do you need today? And he performs another miracle. Now you say, oh, he didn't do that. The Bible says that the books could not contain all the miracles that Jesus had did. It only recorded a few miracles that was performed while Jesus walked on this earth. So here he is, and Jesus goes through the routine of shaking everybody's hand, being friendly, ministering to everybody's problem, and everybody hurt. And he said, just, just calm down. And there he is, tears. Now Jesus might have spoke to him and said, don't, don't worry, be not afraid. Be not afraid. But you won't tell me that stopped the tears from coming down his cheeks. I don't believe for one moment he dried up the source and said, Oh, he said, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. I got joy in my heart. My joy is above. His daughter is dead. His daughter has drew her last breath and he was not even there because he was trying to get the healer to come in and fix the hurt. And the healer said, Hey, don't worry. Yeah, yeah Jesus. You ever had Jesus? You, you, you ever had a hurt and you come to church and the preacher says, don't worry about it. God's going to fix it. And you say, oh, yes, I believe everything he says. I think I'll sing. I think I'll shout. No, you don't. You say, yeah, you don't understand. Don't worry, Jairus. But Jesus, you don't understand. The news is my daughter is dead. Now, I don't know about you. But all four of my children, if somebody told me one of them was dead, I'd, I'd lose my mind. You never saw the craziness like you liable to see if that would happen. Because my love, you say, oh, they, oh you know, it just, yeah, he was prepared for it. I don't care. You don't prepare for, you don't, you say, oh, I'm prepared. No, you, you don't prepare for anything. Amen. So there he is. 
His heart is breaking. And, and Jesus, don't even get in a hurry after that. He just keeps on walking. And He keeps on working. And He keeps on fixing hurts. But God, my hurt, my pain, my agony, my sorrow, my grief. God, don't you understand? Don't you understand? And God does a miracle for, for so and so. But God, don't you understand? They look so happy and why am I so sad? Don't you love me? Don't you care about me? We all have hurts. And there the healer said everything's going to be alright. And finally, Jesus makes it to the house. And when he steps in to the house, the mourners are there. Very common in that time, if you were not well loved, they would hire. There was always at least one person there that was going to be crying at your funeral. Some of us might need to hire some of them in advance. I don't know, they might be shouting at my funeral. I don't but, but there they were. The mourners had all gathered around and they're dressed in black. Their everything is in order. People's bringing in the food. Isn't that amazing the way food just calms people's nerves in the time of hurt? So they're bringing in the food and they've done called the, the pastor and they're the, this was a leader so, so we got to do it up right. And everybody in the church gathers around and everybody's petting the mama on the back and the brother on the back and the sister on the back. Oh, I know what you're going through. I know what you're feeling. And Jesus comes into the house and he says, what are y'all doing? Well, Jesus, haven't you heard the news? Jairus' daughter is dead. Why make you this ado, Jesus said. And weep. The damsel is not dead. But sleepeth. And he had everybody's attention then. He had the doctor's attention. I know. I know for a fact she's dead. And everybody looks and she, she's dead. I know this, this guy, this prophet, this man, this, this guy called Jesus, he is off of his rocker. He's really went out in left field this time. He, he, don't, he don't have a clue what's happened here. And everybody's crying and everybody's... She's just asleep. So Jesus says, I want everybody to get out. What's this guy doing? Everybody gets out. He said, I want Peter, I want James, and I want John. And I want the girl's parents. And they enter into the room where the girl is laying. And when he enters into the room, Jesus done something very important. When he had removed all unbelief and doubt. Unbelief and doubt does not mix with the miracle working power of God. I can remember 
a story my daddy relayed to me and different ones at the time. There was this person that was very sick unto death. And uh, they gathered around. They called for a preacher to come and they were praying. And he said, I tell you what I want you to do. Everybody that does not believe that God is going to raise this person up, I want you to get out of the house. Everybody got out of the house except this preacher and I think one more and the person that was sick. He opened the window and he commanded every doubtful spirit that had gathered in that house to get out. And he prayed the prayer of faith. You say, oh, that's so foolishness, that's so crazy. And he prayed the prayer of faith and God raised that person up. Doubt and faith does not mix. You've got to believe that God is a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. If I ask it in faith believing, God is going to bring it to pass. Amen. The Scripture said that we walk by faith and not by sight. Why? Because what we see affects our spirit and our heart and our faith. Don't see the doubt that is set by. I tell you what we need in the house of God today is a reckless faith that God is able to do anything. Amen. God is able to work in any situation. God is able to put anything back together again. Amen. Amen. When he removed everybody out, every bit of doubt and unbelief, the healer stepped into the room. And when the hurt and the healer collide, a miracle is about to take place. Jesus reached out and he took the little girl by the hand that was 12 years old. And he said, Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. The hurt and the healer collided. What happened with the woman with the issue of the blood? The hurt and the healer collided. Amen. What happened in Mark chapter 1 and verse number 31 and with Peter's mother-in-law, the scripture said, and Jesus took her by the hand. The hurt and the healer collided. Amen. In Mark chapter 8 and verse 23, the blind man, Jesus took him outside the city away from unbelief and he spit into his eyes and he touched him the hurt and the healer collided. Amen. The boy with the evil spirit from hell. Amen. Jesus took him by the hand and the evil spirit left. What happened? The hurt and the healer collided. I want to tell you in this house today that the healer is in here to fix your hurt. Amen. But the healer and the hurt has to make contact in your life for the miracle to take place let's give the Lord some praise right now hallelujah 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 Amen. God has not lost His power. Amen. God has not lost the ability to perform miracles in your life. But what you've got to realize, if I could but 
touch him. Amen. Some of us are sitting here with our hurt and with our pain and with our agony and we hold it like it's our baby. Amen. I want to tell you today there is a time coming and it's now that we need to place the hurt out and say healer touch the hurt. Amen. I've got to make contact with Jesus. I want to tell you this morning if you'll make contact with the master your hurt will flee. If you'll make contact with God your hurt will leave because the healer is in the house today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's got to be a contact. Why is it that in our services we push for worship? We push for praise. Amen. We push people. Come on. You can't just come to church and sit down and expect God to give you a miracle. You can't just show up every once in a while and say, okay, God, I'm here. I'm waiting. If God wants me to move, God will pick me up and throw me out in the aisle. No, you have to put forth the effort. Amen. If I can but touch him. Amen. If I can but get his attention. I know that when the hurt and the healer when they meet, when they touch when they cried. Amen. I want to tell you when Jesus touches it the hurt must leave. Amen. When Jesus touches it the problem has to go because my God is bigger than my trouble. Amen. Amen. I don't guess there's too many people in here that believe that or too many people in here that has trouble. Amen. I don't know what you've been asking me to pray about. Amen. Because you don't have any trouble. But when you realize I've got a problem, when you realize I've got hurt, when you realize I've got something that I can't fix, that I've got to get the master to touch, amen, that I've got to get Jesus to speak to, that I've got to get some contact with the Lord. Why do we pray? Why do we pray? Why do we ask God? Amen. Because we're trying. Amen. What, what do we say when we come up for prayer? Pray that God will give me a touch. Because when the hurt and the healer make contact, what's going to happen to the hurt? The healer is bigger than the hurt. Amen. The healer is bigger than the problem. I don't have a problem that God is not bigger than. I don't have any trouble that God can't fix. Amen. I don't have anything that God can't work in. I don't have any trouble that God can't move. I don't have a Red Sea that God can't part. Amen. What Jesus, what God told Moses was stretch forth your hand. Amen. And God parted the water. I want to tell you in your trouble, in your agony, in your pain, in your distress. Amen. The healer is ready to make contact with your problem. Problem. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Don't trouble the master. Don't trouble the master. But the master is saying, don't be afraid. Don't worry. Don't stress out over it. Amen. Don't stress out over the job that you don't have. Don't stress out over the bills that you can't pay. Don't stress out over the sickness that you can't fix. Don't stress out over something that you can't do anything about. Amen. Because the healer is here and he said, all I got to do, if I could get you to understand, amen, if I could get you to understand this morning that God has sent me into this place to tell somebody that if you can but touch him, amen, get him to come into your problem, get him to touch your hurt, amen, the hurt must leave when the healer touches the hurt. Hmm. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. Some of you might not have come to have church this morning, but I come to have some church in this place right now. Amen. Somebody might have not come for a miracle this morning, but I come to see God do a miracle in this house right now. Amen. Some of you may not come and expecting to take your hurt back home with you. Amen. But I come to tell you, you don't have to take your hurt back home with you. You say, oh, this little problem, I've got accustomed to it. I don't get accustomed to problems. I don't get accustomed to sickness. I hate to feel bad. How many likes feeling bad? At least you're truthful on that. I don't like to feel bad. I don't like to hurt. Oh, we just got to learn how to live with it. You ever heard that? Just learn. That's all part of it. Amen. I want to tell you that that's not the plan and that's not the will of God. Amen. God's plan for you is to be in good health and for you to prosper. You don't have to get accustomed to eating out of the slop barrel of the devil. Amen. You are a child of the king. But what you have got to do is say, I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I may not be getting what I want, but I just got to get, I've got to get the healer to touch me. I've got to get the healer to give me just one touch and I know everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. 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 Jarius could not get accustomed to looking at his daughter that was sick unto death. Jarius could not get accustomed to seeing his little girl that used to run and play and have a good time that was laying on the bed burning up with the fever. Amen. Could not breathe well. Could not say good morning daddy I love you. He said I can't get accustomed to that. I've got to do something about it. I'm not going to sit in my house until death comes. I'm not going to sit into my service until spiritual death comes. But if I I could but touch him. Why does people backslide? I'm aware of the time. It don't mean anything. Why does people backslide? The reason why is 
they get accustomed to coming to church. I know the healers here, but you know, why do you push so hard? Brother Looper, man, you just you're just too full of energy. You just shout and buck and run and jump and holler and scream and snort and try to get everybody to worship, try to get everybody to praise. You know what would happen? If I come here and sit on my seat to do nothing right there and cross my legs and looked at y'all, you'd cross your legs and look at me back. And we'd all go home the same way that we come in. God just ain't, it's always, why is it always the church's fault? The church just ain't what it used to be, eh? Ain't like it used to be. We used to go there and stay till 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning. Nobody wanted to leave. And you're the first one out the door. If they was staying at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, you probably wasn't there to know it. Just heard about it. Oh, come on, church. Why? God just... The church... The church this and the church is that. The church is the best thing I've ever found. Hey Amen. Why, why do we have to pray? I want to tell you why. It's because it's not good enough just to come and sit on your righteous stool or do nothing and say, oh God, I'm in your church. You ought to be glad that I'm here. No, I realize that I can't make it unless the healer makes contact with me. Amen. I can't make it unless the healer touches me. I can't make it. Why do you leap? The scripture said leap for joy. Amen. Why do you run? I'm running trying to catch a hold of something that'll keep me here in the fire of God a little bit longer. Why do you dance? I dance because I, I come to worship Him. I, I come to praise Him. I, I come, hey Jesus, look at me. I'm your man, God. I'm, I'm here for you, God. I come to worship you. I've come to praise you. I've come to magnify you because I realize if I can get the healer's attention to touch me, the hurt will flee. The hurt and the healer. Acts chapter 5, verse 12. Why do we pray for people? Why do we lay hands on people? Because there's got to be contact. Laying their hands on them. Amen. Acts chapter 5 and verse number 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were with one accord in Solomon's porch. By the hands of the apostles. The hurt and the healer has to make contact. Can you understand what I'm telling you today? The hurt and the healer has to make contact. Hey man, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't help that you're in the same building with the healer. You can be in the same building with the millionaire. And you can walk out without a dollar in your pocket. 
But if you can make contact with that wallet of that millionaire, you'll be stepping a little bit higher. Woo! Because you was no longer just in the presence. But you made contact with. There's a difference in being in the presence of the miracle worker. How many has ever seen a miracle performed? Now the rest of you ever seen anybody filled with the Holy Ghost? That's the greatest miracle of all. Have you ever seen anybody receive a miracle and then you didn't receive anything? The reason why is because the healer made contact with the hurt of somebody else. And it never touched you. It might affect you. You might be excited about it. But you can't testify to the fact that it happened to me. You can testify to the fact that I've seen it happen. But you can't testify to the fact that it happened to me. People try to deny that the Holy Ghost is real. Because they've seen it. They've seen the results of it. But they have never made contact. Anyone that has ever made contact with it. They may not live it. And they may not keep it. But they'll tell you, hey, I felt something I ain't ever felt before. Because the hurt and the healer made contact. I wonder this morning, is there anybody as they come to the music, I'm getting ready to close and don't nobody say thank God. Y'all tough crowd this morning. I wonder if there's anybody in this house that is going through anything right now that is facing any kind of problem that you would say, you know, I don't really think I want to deal with that anymore. I don't really think that I want to take this back home with me. I really think I'm tired of this. Sometimes pulling your trouble away from you and putting them in the presence of God is like pulling teeth. Because we've gotten so used to it. We've learned how to live with it. We've learned how to limp with it. Oh, Brother Looper, you just don't understand. No, you don't understand. I understand that God is able to do anything. One person believes that. I still believe God's able to do anything. But you have got to make contact. <clears throat> and I wonder if there's anybody in this place right now, as we all stand Let's just bring our mind into captivity of the Spirit just a moment. If you've got a hurt, I want to know if you're willing to step out from where you are at and bring that hurt up here to this altar and say, God, if I could get the healer just to touch my hurt, I know everything's going to be all right. If I could get the healer, just one touch, 
Jairus said, if you would come to my house and just put your hand on her. I know if I could get the healer to make some contact this morning. Won't somebody reach out to God? Won't somebody reach out to Him right now? Won't somebody reach out to Him right now? Come on, church. Let there be a cry heard from your, from your voice right now unto God. The hurt and the healer. We have both in the house today. The hurt is present. But I want to tell you what the hurt is present. The healer is greater than the hurt. Somebody reach out to Him. Come on church, you know how to pray. You know how to reach out to God. You know how to touch the healer today. Come on, cry out to the Lord. Come on church, right now. Reach out to God. Reach out to God today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, work right now. Work right now, God. Work right now, God. Come on, the healers in the house. The problem solvers in the house right now. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, do a work. Are you tired of living with your problem? Are you tired of living with the hurt? Are you tired of carrying it around like it's your baby? That you're going to have it till you die? Amen, I've got it in the presence of God right now. Touch me, healer. Hallelujah. 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 I believe you right now, God.